Philippians 4, or you can look it up on your uh, Bible app if you want to. And uh, as I spent time praying and uh, talking to the Lord about the where he wanted me to go next and uh, the season that we're in and the things that we've been talking about the last the dealing with the deep calling unto deep and man we've had some powerful uh, services and uh, but the Lord really started talking to me about the idea of with thanksgiving and I know that this is the month that uh, families will gather usually to celebrate our nation gathers uh, to celebrate thanksgiving but Philippians, it's interesting as you look at this passage because it starts out by saying, be anxious for nothing. Don't worry about anything. But there are lots of things that we're worried, we do worry about. And, um, you know, worried about what's going on politically. We worry about what's happening in our nation. We worry about what's going to happen if you have children, your grandchildren, um, you know, the different, we, the, all kinds of things that we could um, we could worry about. We had a situation happened uh, last weekend for us that one of our goats I shared with you um, had a. We don't know what happened to it, but it actually got locked. Its head, for whatever reason, went completely back and was locked backwards. And uh, I thought we thought she was a goner. I mean, and you know, we this is a long-term birthing animal for us, and so you know, we care about that animal and. Uh, and it couldn't stand up. It couldn't, it'd fall down and couldn't get back up. And so we thought, this is it. And, uh, you know, you go to bed at night, not knowing if you go out to the barn in the morning, what you're going to find. That's a hard thing. Life is like that sometimes. And the, the goat lived, by the way. It's doing great and thriving. And it needed some B vitamins. Isn't that weird? So we gave it some B vitamins and it turned right around. But, but, uh, you know, it's, it's just in life that stuff happens to us and it's stuff that can cause anxiety, things that we're just not sure about. And we talked about how, uh, we're, you know, our trust is in the Lord. And, I, and look, nobody doubts that, you're not, that you, you're not trusting God in your life, that you're not believing God, that you're not standing in faith for things. But there's an idea that's presented here, I think, that is missed. And I think it's extremely important because it says... Be anxious for nothing, but in everything in prayer and with pe petition and petition. So I, I don't think we have any issue with that because we all believe in the power of prayer. And people ask me to pray every week and things that they're struggling with and not sure about. And uh, you know, I just got received some prayer requests here this morning right during service that uh, people were saying, would you agree with us in prayer over? But he goes on and he says, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving with thanksgiving and i think as i look at that and then it says let your request be made known to god why is this whole idea of thanksgiving presented in this verse why is he saying that we do all of this and then how do we apply thanksgiving that it's an anxiety remover and uh, philippians 4 6 says in the passion translation don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer throughout each day, offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell Him every detail of your life. 
And it's interesting how that in our natural world, how that in psychology, in fact, in psychology today, they did a study on gratitude and being grateful what it does. And they said that gratitude, people that are grateful, it opens more doors to more relationships. And I think we would all agree with that, that nobody wants to be around a negative individual who is unthankful for everything that's in this world. We tend to like move away from folks like that. But gratitude can open the door for more relationships in our life. Gratitude actually improves physical health. A a 2012 study indicated that thankful people experience fewer aches and pains and report feeling healthier and may also be more likely to prioritize other healthy practices. People that are grateful. Gratitude, grateful people sleep better. Isn't that interesting? A big part of physical health is that is sleeping well. A 2011 study indicates that spending time before bed writing down areas of gratitude may lead to better and longer sleep for individuals. Gratitude improves psychological health. World-leading expert on gratitude is Dr. Emmons, a professor of psychology at the University of California, Davis, who discovered that gratitude reduces toxic emotions, increases happiness, and reduces depressions. Depressions, depression, excuse me. Gratitude enhances empathy and reduces aggression. Thankful people are more likely to be kind to people, even to those who aren't kind to them. A 2012 study indicated that those who were more grateful were less likely to retaliate when given negative feedback. Interesting, isn't it? Gratitude improves confidence. When we are grateful, we're less likely to compare ourselves to others. And therefore, we will have confidence because we believe in what we have. Gratitude increases mental strength. Multiple studies have shown that those who practice gratitude have more resilience and lower rates of post-traumatic stress disorder. So what's the deal, man, with all of this with gratitude? What's the, what's the thought that it would produce all these benefits? And it's at the end of, okay, tell God what you want, right? And now you've got to have thanksgiving. You've got to have thanksgiving. And I think that this is where, this is really key for us, because as we look at this, what we find is, is that when we pray, doesn't necessarily mean that everything is going to happen suddenly. That things aren't going to change dramatically by tomorrow. We would love it if it did, right? I mean, man, just think of how our lives, the joy we would have after we pray if we just absolutely knew 100% that by this afternoon at 6 p.m. it would all be different, right? That everything would be different. But in reality teaches and life teaches us that things aren't going to shift that quickly. That there are some things that do, obviously. There are suddenlies that do happen. Health changes suddenly sometimes for folks. Um, mental health as well, as well as physical health. Financial things can change for folks. You see that the lottery is now up to $1.9 billion. $1.9. Somebody's life is going to change dramatically overnight, right? I mean, just amazing. And, and you know what? Truthfully, for, unless they handle it right, for some people it doesn't change their life to the good. It actually makes their life more difficult. Because, you know, when you got money, a lot of money, every family member that's looking for money is coming to your house. You better learn how to say no real fast if you win. 
The Bible teaches us, and I want you to look at this with me, a couple of different passages in the book of Romans, uh, chapter 1. And uh, I'll have some of these verses up on the screen, but there's a little bit more to them. And I think it's important that we look at these um, in context. Romans chapter 1, and, uh, and we, we read how in verse, Paul begins this discourse in Romans chapter 1 about how that man gets so far away from God. Okay, how that mankind gets so far away from God. And he talks about how that in, um, in verse, uh, I believe it's uh, verse 20, he said, From the creation of the world, God's invisible attributes, that is his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen, being understand, understood through what he has made. As a result, people are without excuse that, you know, if you you look at the dynamics of life and what's out there, I mean, there is, a mind, there is a mastermind behind everything that's here. And that, that things aren't by accident. There was no boom and bang and something happened and this happened and something that didn't exist all of a sudden started to exist. And God made it. That was the bang. God said, let there be light. Bang, there it was. So, um, but... It goes on and it says in verse 21, But mankind, though they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God or show gratitude. Interesting, isn't it? Show thanksgiving. They didn't show gratitude. And because of that, because they didn't show gratitude to God for the life that they had, for the life that they could live, instead their thinking became nonsense and their senseless minds were darkened. And claiming to be wise, they became fools and watch this now, and they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man, birds, four-footed animals, and reptiles. So, because of that, God let them go. He let them go the direction they wanted to go. He gave them over to the cravings of their hearts, to sexual impurity, so their bodies were degraded among themselves. They exchanged the truth of God for a lie and worshiped and served something created instead of the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. So all of this, as we read this, tells us that the beginning of it was because they did not have gratitude, because they did not have thankfulness, because thankfulness was eliminated and they began to focus more on what they had and what was going on around them and less upon God's graciousness and goodness to them. Watch what happens here because this is really, this is, this is really interesting. So this is why God let them go to degrading passions. Even in their females exchanged natural in sexual intercourse for what is unnatural. The males in the same way also left natural sexual intercourse with females and were inflamed in their lust for one another. Males committed shameless acts with males and received in their own persons the appropriate penalty for their perversion. And because they did not think it worthwhile to have God in their knowledge, God delivered them over to a worthless mind to do what is morally wrong. They are filled with unrighteousness, evil and greed and wickedness. They are full of envy and murder, disputes, deceit, malice. They are gossip, slanderers, God-haters, arrogant, proud, boastful inventors of evil, on and on. And so we would, we would recognize that in the world we live in, all those things are evident. They're all around us. We deal with them all the time. And now here, but here's the thing. Every bit of that, we, we in our mind would think, well, it's the devil that's done all that. And that is, in, that is in part true. 
But the reality is what he told us there, that it was man's lack of gratitude that actually started them down this pathway of depravity that led to all of these other sins taking place. And that's not necessarily on our register, that my lack of gratitude is what could get me into sinful trouble. My lack of gratitude. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 tells us that in everything we're to give thanks because that's God's will for us in Christ Jesus. And I don't want you to notice in this verse, he's saying, look, in everything give thanks. He's not, not for everything, that everything that's happening to you, that you're thanking God that that's happening to you. You don't thank God for everything, but you thank God in everything. In everything, he begins this verse, give thanks. That whatever thing that's going on in your life right now, and all of us have things that we are going through and that we're dealing with in our lives, whether it's physically or mentally or in our families, in our finances, in, our, in the world that we live in, but whatever it is that we're going through, dealing with, he said, in that, give thanks because that's God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Now remember, going back to our, our verse, our text that we started with, he said, look, you in your anxiety and what you're dealing with in life, all the stuff that makes you try to worry, let's say you're not worrying, but that tries to make you worry, all right, that in the midst of all of that, he says, make your prayers to God, but do it with thanksgiving, because it is with thanksgiving that will keep everything in perspective in your life. We'll keep everything in perspective. Deuteronomy chapter 8, and you can write this down if you'd like to. Deuteronomy chapter 8, it's interesting as you read because God in there because God says in verse 17, He said, look, my concern for you as my people is that someday you will say, I did this. I made all this. I created all this. I have the life that I live today. I created all of this and did this myself. And he said, look, he said, this is a, what's going to happen is in all of that, he said that you'll, you'll get away from me. You'll draw away from me. And when that happens, he said, what will happen is, is that you'll forget that it is only because of me that you're even here. In fact, in Deuteronomy 8.18 in the Legacy Bible, it says, But you'll remember Yahweh your God, for it is He who gives you power to make wealth, that He may confirm His covenant which He swore to your fathers as it is this day. So what is he saying? He's saying, look, that there's this tendency when gratitude goes away that we start thinking we're doing what we're doing, that we're the source of everything happening. So when gratitude begins to push away, we somehow think we're now in control. And uh, I don't know that I want you in control. I don't think you want you in control. Because what will inevitably happen is we'll just make a mess out of things. But when we surrender to Him and we give thanks in the midst of what we're dealing with, that our prayers are with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, Great transformation can happen. Now, it's interesting, and I, we won't turn to it, but I wanted to show this to you. This is out of Deuteronomy 28, 47. You know, Deuteronomy talks about blessings and curses and all the things that God wants to bless us with and he wants to do in our lives. And then he says, look, if you don't follow my plan, this is what could happen to your life. I'll have to permit these things. And verse 47 says it like this. Because you did not serve Yahweh or 
the Yahweh your God with gladness and a merry heart because of the abundance of all things, he says that you will end up losing what you have. Pretty tough words, isn't it? Pretty tough words. Deuteronomy 28, 47 in the Amplified Version says, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joyfulness of mind and heart in gratitude for the abundance of all which he has blessed you with. Our gratitude makes a huge difference in our lives. See, thankfulness and gratitude is a paradigm shift. It's a paradigm shift. It's that we're looking at something from one side, and maybe it does look bad. Maybe it doesn't look like anything's working. Maybe it looks like it's going down the toilet. Maybe it looks like we're getting in trouble, okay? But it's going from a different perspective and looking at it from God's point of view. And beginning to see it, and that thanksgiving is you and I recognizing that no matter what it looks like on this side, with God involved in the process, that can all change. All things are subject to change. Can I get a good amen? In our scriptures, it says that they become unthankful. And it's interesting, this word unthankful means to be a charistos, is the Greek word for it. Charistos means to be thankful, but when you put the A at the beginning of it, it reverses the condition. So see, to be unthankful doesn't mean that you're just neutral. It means now you're not moving in any thankfulness, you're moving the opposite direction of thankfulness. And it's very disturbing to me that when we read about in the last days how that things will happen in the book of Timothy... I wanted you to see this in chapter 3 and verse 1. It says, But know this, in the last days difficult times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, blasphemers, disobedient to parents. Look at the last two. Ungrateful and unholy. That the, you know, I believe these are progressive things as you look at this verse that he's talking about. And it's, just blows my mind that an ungrateful heart could lead to an unholy life. Maybe we just think that Thanksgiving is something we do when we feel like it or when the, move, when the, when the mood sets it right. But it's obviously that gratitude and gratefulness influences our holiness in our life. And we talked about how this year that God said, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow, I'll do wonders among you. If gratitude isn't a part of that, then sanctification isn't going to happen. It's not going to just happen because of discipline, that there is a gratitude that has to come to God's people. So here's some questions for us to ask ourselves about gratitude. Are you grateful and thankful for what you have? Or has unthankfulness begun to poison your spiritual life? Now, when we look at that, do we say, okay, uh, Am I, only, am, I, am I looking at what I have in the context of what I want? Okay? Can I look at what I have and say, God, I am thankful for that? Or am I only looking at what I don't have and then trying to look at what I do have and saying, well, I have this and I'm thankful for that, but what I really want is this. That'll preach. How long has it been since you took time to thank God for what you do have right now, what you've got right now? 
what you have in your life, to just take time to, to sit and say, God, I am grateful for this, to begin to run through that, those areas. And I know, look, I'm just like you. I, deal, I, I thank God for all kinds of stuff in my life, but the painful things can be very difficult to thank God in the midst of. And we're not thanking God for the pain. We're not thanking him that things aren't working out right. But it can be difficult in those things to give thanks. Am I talking to anybody right now? Taking your words and actions to account, would God, now this is where you want to look at, would God count you to be among those who, are, who have been thankful? Would God look at you and say, yeah, they're, oh, hey, Gabriel, they're thankful, that, that person is thankful, man. They thank me all the time. They have a grateful heart. Or would he account us to be among the ungrateful and unthankful? So, all right, so let's take the things that are easy things here, like, oh, yeah, man, I'm thankful for my wife, and I'm most of the time thankful for my kids, and I'm thankful I got a job, and I'm thankful I've got food on the table, and I'm thankful all these things. But see, where do we go when things, the, the, those touchy areas where we're mad right now? Like, what are you going to be like on Tuesday? Say, well, if I get my way, I'll be fine. But if I don't get my way, if I don't get what I want, well, remember, we live in a republic, so it's not always about what you want and what I want. We don't always get our way. We should surely know that about politics. Usually when everybody's unhappy, the will of the people is being done. It's crazy, isn't it? But that's the world we live in. We do not live in a theocracy. We live in a democracy. <laughs> I would choose theocracy. And you know what? The Bible tells us God chose theocracy. That's what he wanted. Who was it that wanted a democracy? Mankind did, not God. That wasn't his plan. But that's what we've got, and that's where we live. How long has it been since you considered your blessings and set aside time to specifically thank God for what he has provided in your life? When was the last time you just took time and said, God, I really am thankful for this. I'm thankful that you're with me. You know, several years ago, I was dealing with plantar fasciitis, and I ended up having to go to a podiatrist, and I think that's the right name. And uh, while I was at the podiatrist, you know, I'm sitting there belly aching about because my feet hurt. And, you know, I'm, I've tore some of the fasciitis there. And I mean, I'm just like, you know, I'm whining. I mean, I'm whining. I'm just like, God, this is so lame. And, you know, this is so frustrating. And so while I'm sitting there, this guy is talking and he's a paraplegic. And when I say paraplegic, I mean he's one of those guys that's got an air tube here that the only way he can move his vehicle that he's sitting in is by blowing in that air tube. And I'm sitting there whining about a torn plant, plantar fasciitis. And you know what? He's, this will blow your mind. You know what he's talking about? He's talking about how he's going to be going hunting within just the next couple of weeks. That he's got a gear set up that he can blow into it and it'll fire the gun and he can set that, I mean, the whole thing, all right? And he's sitting there and he's happy. And I'm thinking, God, if I was like him, I wouldn't be happy. 
And would I be even thanking you, God, that you're my God and that you're good and that you're great? Or would I, I can't even thank you that I got plantar fasciitis, let alone dealing with that. And see how the pathway of gratitude, how it can lead us down a path of destruction for our lives. And it might start small. It might start small in our lives that these kinds of things that we're just struggling with. See, this morning, I, I, I want to talk to you about not the things I know you're thankful for. I want to talk to you about the things I know you're not thankful for. That you're not thankful for. My daughter went off to college. She got away from God bad, bad. She got real heavy into the goth world and was into darkness and she dyed her hair black and she wore purple lipstick and nothing wrong with any of that because some of you have dark hair. So, But she was in a culture that was very destructive and very hateful. And her mom and I, she told us basically that she didn't want us to talk to her about God anymore. You know, that broke our heart. I mean, we just were like, oh my gosh, what we we this is our little baby. We raised her in church. She sat, you know, we taught her the word. She went to su- every Sunday, never missed Sunday school. Very seldom ever missed church. I mean, our family, you had to be about di- almost dead not to come to church. So, I mean, she was in church. She would be in the service. We, we, they did devotions every day at the house, prayed with them, loved. She sang for Jesus and at this she talked about, testified, people, God used her powerfully to help people. And then one day she tells us, I don't want to hear about God anymore. And uh, she was going through something and her mom and I, her mom said to her, honey, can we, can we pray for you? And she said, no, I don't want you praying for me anymore. Because I don't believe what you believe and I'm not, I'm not buying into it. And Sharon and I, we were like devastated, man. We were just like, oh my gosh. That's a painful thing. And uh, a good friend of ours, Eddie Smith, and some of you know who Eddie is, and Eddie, um, Eddie told, Sharon had called Eddie and was crying on the phone and says, I'm just, I, we don't know what to do. And this is what Eddie told us to do. He said, look, what you need to do is you need to find something. Now listen carefully to what I'm telling you. You need to find something you can be thankful for in that situation something. So I want to tell you this morning that when you look at your painful situations in life, you don't start with the big thank you, you start with the small thank you. But a small thank you will start moving you in the right direction. So we were like, well, what could we thank God for? She said, don't pray for me. And so we sat there for a while and we said, Lord, help us to understand what we could be thankful for. And the Lord said, she let you talk to her. She at least called home to tell you what was going on. So you know what we did? Sharon and I stopped right there at that moment, and we said, God, we want to thank you today that our daughter called home and t- told us her problem. And God, we're not going to focus on what didn't happen. We're just going to be thankful that you're working. And God, we just thank you that she still re- acknowledges us as her parents. Because, I mean, she could have just said, you're not my parents anymore either. So, well... That went on for a while. I mean, it was like we were just thanking God anytime that she called. 
anytime that we could call her, that, you know, we could communicate with her. And, uh, and um, nothing was changing. But something interesting began to take place because we didn't give up on, like, asking, can we pray for you? And uh, so one time she called and she was like, you know, I'm having some, I'm not feeling well, I'm dealing with some female issues. And her mom said to her, can I pray for you? Can we pray for, can daddy and I pray for you? And she said, well, if you want to, go ahead. It's okay, you can pray. I don't believe it, but if you believe that and it'll help you, go ahead and pray. So we did. So we hung up the phone and said, hey, God, thank you that our daughter let us at least acknowledge that our spiritual life and said, go ahead and pray. Well, long story short, because I spent all my time on this, that after a period of time, and I don't know how long it was, could have been six months, but after a period of time, one day she called us and said, hey, I need you guys to pray for me. I'm going through this right now. So you don't start with, I think that's where we get in trouble. Did we have a petition before God? And were we worried about this situation? I'm not going to lie to you, I was worried, right? I mean, I think that's silly to say, well, I didn't have, you know, well, I'm impervious to any anxiety. It doesn't, nothing bothers me. No, man, it was bugging me. This is my kid. But I had put my request before God. But the key, the key to breakthrough here was not my request. The key to, because look, you can make a request, but if you're out of it and you start getting away from God, how is that request going to come to pass in your life? Because faith will stop. You'll stop believing. And so what happened was is that we started thanking God for the smallest little things. We still do this with our kids today. We'll, whether it's a dinner we've had with them or a visit or even with our grandkids, and we'll, walk, we'll leave and we'll say, what's our takeaway from this today that we can thank God about? What's our takeaway? You know, I meet people that are believing God for their healing in their body. I mean, they're standing in faith for their healing. But look, the pain is real and the difficulty is real. And you've put that before God and you're standing on his word. The only way that you're going to make it through what you're going through is by giving thanks. Not for the illness. Not for the illness. You say, well, I'll thank God when I'm well. No, you thank God now. One thing, like if you're on diabetic medicine, you ought to be thanking God that somebody made that because you'd be dead without it. If you're on blood pressure medication, you should be thanking God that somebody invented that because your heart would have blown up a long time ago. Thank God that we have doctors and nurses and hospitals that can help us when we're in difficulty, when we don't know what else to do. Thank God for the medicines that we can take. See, in the midst of all that, we're not thanking God. I thank God that I'm sick. That's not what I said. I'm thanking God that there are things that I can do. There are things that, that, that I can be grateful for in the midst of all of this. Man, this is good preaching. It's called incremental gratitude. It's just starting where you're at right now. So this morning, I want to just challenge you. What's painful to you right now? 
what's painful? When you look in your own, you don't need to tell anybody about this, but what, what do you look at that, hey, that's hard for me? And I'm really, because I'm really having a hard time. You know, if you're going to ask Sharon and I about our daughter, you know, when she was way away from God, we, we would have quoted what the Word said. We would have done just what every Word of Faith believer does. We would have said, when she's old, she will not depart from the truth because we've raised her in the way that she go. But you know, you can be saying all of those things and dying on the inside. My God meets all my need according to His riches and glory. Hallelujah. Well, you can say that, but look, the only way you're going to get through is by incremental gratitude, and especially if it's painful, especially if you just lost your job or you're not sure about whether you're going to have enough money to make all the ends meet or you're concerned about what's going on. Or maybe you're just dealing with a situation you've been believing God for, I mean, and standing in faith, whether it's family or just a miracle that you need to have happen, and the big thing hasn't happened yet. Well, let me tell you, the big thing can still happen, but it won't happen if you give up. You say, well, where's that in the Bible? Well, cast not away, this is in the scripture, cast not away your confidence, which has a great recompense of reward. That if we throw out our confidence in God, and that's what having ingratitude will do, then what will inevitably happen to us is we'll release our faith and let it go and it won't take place, even though it's God's plan. It was pretty good for 8.30 in the morning when daylight savings time's in. Right? Thank you, Father. What's your big thing? I mean, where is that? I mean, what do you look at in your life and go, man, that's a painful, and you know, you know what it is, something you're struggling with right now. Doesn't mean your faith's not involved with it, but you're struggling. Incremental gratitude. What can you find right now to thank God for? Stop looking at what you don't have. Start looking at what you do have. Stand up with me if you would this morning. Has this helped anybody today? This, we have seen God move in our daughter's life now so much. She's still not where she needs to be completely, but we've seen so much from where she was to where she is today. And we refuse to let go because of the promises of God are yes and amen. Isn't that right? They're yes and they're amen. Let's go ahead and have the prayer team come. I know Chuck's going to share with you here for just a moment, but is there anybody, all our prayer team that's here this morning, if you'd come. And uh, we want to pray with you this morning. And uh, my morning devotions this morning, I, I do this, uh, not only do I do a daily Bible reading uh, um, in uh, version, but I, I use an app called Glorify and in the app Glorify, they give you daily devotions, and they'll ask you some hard questions. And they said, what are three things right now that you can thank God for? I'm going to just change that a little bit. What are three things that you're struggling with right now that you can find something to be thankful for in the midst of that? Say, so, well, I, God knows I'm thankful. Baloney. 
Sure. But it isn't about God knowing you're thankful. It's about you knowing you're thankful. You have to hear yourself say it. You have to hear yourself say it. God, I am thankful. Thank you for this, that I can take this medicine every day, that it's helping my body to be able to function. Thank you, God, that I have doctors that I can go. Thank you, Lord, that I could do this. Thank you, I've got a home to live in. Thank you that I've got food to eat today. So many things that we just take for granted. God, thank you that I live in a nation that even though I may not agree always with all the political stuff, I can still go to church. They're not outside with the, you know, the SSI watching where I'm at today. Amen. I'm not being followed by the KGB. I get I came here today, and I was able to drive here with gas in my tank and a car that I own. Amen. Amen. To give thanks. Charlie? Amen. You mentioned blessings.